I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today I have a full house. I'm joined by Lawrence Conley and Ian Conroy dialing in from New Zealand with Liam Carrigan coming in from Japan. Welcome back, gentlemen. Plenty to discuss. Uh, Lawrence, it's one of these situations now where um, you try your best to look for solutions rather than just moan about the same issues because a lot of these issues are cropping up. There's... um, some really immediate ones with the team and with uh, Brennan Rodgers and things that can be sorted out. Um, there's an immediacy to that. And then there's some underlying issues as well. Lawrence, at the weekend, what was your, your feelings? It really was the old Jekyll and Hyde again, wasn't it? Didn't take a chance his first half uh, and paid the price, I think. you know. Nerves got to the players, atmosphere, whatever, but they need to be doing better. And it's worrying that you've got the captain coming out and saying players don't get it. You know, they need to know the standard. And t- to be honest, looking at the club, it's not just the players that don't get it. We've got a board who thinks it's accept- acceptable that we've needed, you know, we've lost half of Angie's team. We've been replaced by inferior people. You've had a manager coming out in the summer telling us we need quality. You've had the manager and the captain coming out in November telling us we need quality. And what they've done in the window transfer windows, they term, uh, decided to turn a profit. Sold David Turnbull. You know, great to get money for him. Don't think it was the future, but there's a lot of goals for midfield. Uh, who we replaced him with. Kuhn likes it, looks as if he's won a raffle. He'd be on the park. He's not a lot of player. Ida's had a good start. You know, he, he's a third. He's not a just third choice striker, though. You could go back to, I suppose, Angie's final transfer window when we brought in O, who was the second choice at that point. I don't know what changed around about that time in a, a transfer strategy, but we stopped getting a, 
our first choice targets like we had done under under Ange before. It's an immediate in, in terms of you know the window shut and, and Brendan's been asked to do something with something he's been saying for I don't know what eight nine months that the quality's not there. And how often he needs to say that before there's any action taken? Who knows? Uh, but there's not much they can do now. In, in terms of giving them the tools to work with us, so Brendan just needs to, to find a way to get this team winning, getting points on the board and back at the top of the league. The only good thing is there's t- two uh, Glasgow derbies and, and Brendan's got a pretty good record in those. He's going to have to have a, a good record in the, the next two as well, Lawrence, the way things are sitting. Liam, I'm going to ask you, Lawrence is talking about we're, we're out the, the window. Um, he's got to do what he can with what he's got. Does he have it in his tank to to get a tune out of this team? Because it is a concern when when the captain comes out talking the way he's been chatting. Um, Brendan constantly going on about the lack of quality coming in through recruitment would suggest that he's been sold a dummy when he took the job. I mean, there's so many unanswered questions. It seems really dysfunctional. But the key issue is, can he? Can he turn it around? I'm not a football manager, um, as, as we well know. And I will be absolutely delighted to be proven completely wrong. And I want everybody to be sharing this in a few months and laughing to think I was ever this negative. But to be honest, at the moment, I don't think he can. Brendan Rogers' post-match press conferences in particular speak to a, a defeated man. Ian, who um, wrote a brilliant blog recently about Brendan Rogers, it was kind of focusing on you know, the brand Brendan and also the ego and uh, what went wrong at Liverpool, Ian. And in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about, you know, the fire and he's barely been back. He's been coming out. He's been um, quite bold when he's been talking to the press. And then, as Liam says, after that game at the weekend, you know, it was the, the kind of tone of uh, a, a, a defeated man. It reminded me of after the Hearts game, where you're looking for answers and they gave you none. He just said, I'm not surprised. And that, that for me, that permeates into the, the fan base because you're thinking... You're the guy that's meant to be telling us how to sort this out, no the other way about. What what's going wrong with Brendan Rodgers? Has it been underlying all season for you, Ian? I think it has. I think it started out where it was kind of like he. We, we always, I I thought, and I think a few of us thought that it was perhaps a tactical manoeuvre in terms of his um, how he approached the the, the, the fan base. Um, some still not accepting that, that he'd come back. So it looked like he'd come back, he'd come back with kind of a, a bit more of a you know less fanfare. He was underplaying it at first, and then, and as the season has sort of gone on, and the results haven't been the best, um, it seemed like it was a, a, bit, a bit of apathy. And then of course, uh, it was after the St Johnson game, he came out fighting. There was a couple of games where he came out and he was kind of like you know it's, it was like he it sort of was bearing his metaphorical teeth. But then the very next game. Or the very next bad result, he'd gone back to being that apathetic person again. Like it was kind of mm. like Jekyll and Hyde. Um, so not, none of us could really pin him down and, and pin, understand what it is. But he's been known for his coded messages before in the past, or, or we've discerned that as, as, as you know, by, by watching a little bit over the years. And, and it, it seemed like that's happening again. I, I think he has been probably sold a dummy. I think we've, we, 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 again, we widely acknowledge that. With Ange, we want to watch, as, as as the saying goes, and and you know, had it not been for him identifying players that he knew, uh, and them coming in and hitting the ground running, we were in in, in disarray and turmoil before Ange came, and it was a rebuild and what we're we going to do. 
this is just Andrew's come in and kind of distorted the norm. The norm is actually we're a club in 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 the Malays. We haven't got a clear plan. It's I firmly believe that it's it's down to the the, the very top, the ownership. Um, it's the same, you know. We talk about culture within any any, any walk of life and any 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 system. It all it comes from the top. The mantra, the ethos, the, the culture has, has comes from the top, and it permeates down. So um, we've talked before about you know it's the, the KPIs of, the, of of his subordinates, which are Lowell and and and, and Nicholson, etc. They must be hitting their targets to be to be still in jobs and and to still be there for so long and for Lowell to come back. Um, after after sort of stepping away, so that that must that's the culture, and, that, and so for Brendan coming into that to a, a, a an environment like that, it's it's hand behind his back, but he's still not getting a tune out of any of the players. I, I, I agree that the, the quality isn't there, it really isn't there. Um, but sh- I, I think a, a, a man of his caliber, it's like he's disengaged to prove a point. It's disengaged because he's been slow to dummy, and maybe he, maybe his toys are out the pram, and it's and it's, it's affecting everything. Um, but his job, because ultimately, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a tune out of this team, doesn't win the league, his reputation is 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 tarnished. Shattered. Shattered. He's got to go. He's probably going to go to the championship now rather than a, a Premier League job. Um, if he doesn't get that, so if he doesn't win something this season, yeah, or Saudi, uh, I've I've got to absolutely give you a shout out for your attire. This afternoon, gentlemen, starting with yourself, Ian Conroy. It's a centenary special. It was the same style as a tracksuit, but it was a training jersey. An absolute cracker and an original. None of the reproduction nonsense. Liam is wearing reproduction, but because it's got the Axon stamp on it, it's all right. Um, What was once called the Shamrock Top? Uh, I would love to see Adidas doing a version of that. And, of course, Lawrence, you very rarely wear green and white, but you are wearing... um, the original Axon T-shirt, which loads of folk have been asking for. So hopefully we can get some more in stock as well. See, when we're talking about culture, Lawrence, I know that you took, you have dealt with throughout your career businesses where um, they're trying to implement a certain culture within the organisation. And you think to yourself, what is Celtic's culture? What should it be? And I, I was just thinking about it when, when Ian mentioned the word. We spoke about it loads in that uh, COVID season. Jim Orr used to bring it up all the time. It was my favourite buzzword. And, and I think it's about being a forward-thinking football club, someone who is ahead of the curve when they are launching initiatives or they are um, able to tap into systems or data, be that for scouting or uh, data analysis for your existing players, your youth players, or even recruitment. I think you've got to have a diverse boardroom. I think there needs to be a connection between the club and the fan base, the club and the community, and the club and the, and the club's charitable roots. All of these things, I think, make up a culture, but also a culture of success. I look at uh, Celtic, I just think it's a culture of being the richest, being the biggest, and and I think that's all they ever aim to do, Lawrence. You know, And I think the money would come anyway if you got all these things right. The money would come anyway. You don't have to focus on it all the time. I think they've got like a Kodak culture. You know, they had a business model that worked, to be honest, there wasn't too much competition in the in the league after the the legal tax and come you know your two horse race and one of the horses gets put down gets liquidated. So they they, they got a, a business model. What's just bring in players, sell them for a profit, look at all the money in the bank, give ourselves a wage rise. But much like Kodak, you know they, they, they dominated film and wouldn't move to digital when things changed. 
you, you know, they invested a bit in it, but didn't fully grasp it. And the company lost its market share. You know, they're just another blockbuster video now. Yeah, things are brilliant. We've always done it this way. Look, it's worked for the last 15 years. Why should we change it? You know, and if they don't change it, you'll be looking at the summer. They'll be moving on. O'Reilly, who else will they move on? You know, what size of rebuild are you going to be looking at? Coons came in. Is he a Brendan player? And is it another shred? Because guess what? Brendan doesn't really play him. Is this the big signing that came in? And, and uh, you know, we turned a profit. He was so Gucci and Turnbull and turned a profit in that window. Rumours are, you, you know, with 70 million in mind, rumours are it's now around about 85, 90 million. You're in a title race. Your manager, your captains come out publicly and said we don't have the quality to win this. You beset the injuries with your best players. Yeah. What's their answer? We'll sign Kuhn and Norwich's third choice striker. It's just crazy how they can't see that that's not acceptable. It's just it's just mind blowing. You know why are they delaying the results? Is it going to show ninety million in the bank? What do you think the fans will say if we we, we don't win the league? But we've got ninety million. And the socials today, Lawrence. I'll tell you yeah, something. Yeah. They've got a job in their hands, eh? Um, yeah, it's telling us, tell, telling us that we've got ninety million in the bank. And it's about winning football matches, mate. Of course it's about it winning games. Yeah. And I think they've completely lost sight of that. It's not about being in the, the boardroom where, you know, in Milan where your team's getting scudded and you're going, oh, well, we've got another trip off the, the company. I know, I know. You know, it, it, it's just embarrassing what they've done in Europe of late. You know, and they'll, they'll say it was progress. Listen, we won a dead rubber game. You know, it, it, anyone who knows about football, winning a dead rubber game is not a measure of progress. The fact that it's a dead rubber game Yep. You should be embarrassed. Right? You know, you're already out. And that wasn't even enough wake-up call to go, Jesus, this team's got problems. Your Carter Vickers will we ever get full season out. Hattati's been injured. They're going. In other areas, we've done out and signed replacements for them and said, look, we've got a problem. That's a spine. You know, two players out of spine in our team. They're going to be missing for a chunk of the season. Get quality in there. Address the situation. We've not, you know, we've got Kuna Nida. I'm just thinking, they're really taking the mickey here, aren't they? You know, they really don't care. I and mean, you can see why the manager's kind of going, what is going on? I've told you in equality, the captain's told you in equality. I mean, knowledge is third choice. And uh, I honestly think Kuna's another shred, mate. It honestly looks like he's won a raffle. He got on the, on the park at Celtic Park. That's almost as uh, more of a concern than the summer transfers, Lawrence. If that's oh, the case, because you were kind of hoping, you know, you were hearing the, the the chat coming from Brendan Liam about the fact that he could have been signing players on the 1st of January, all this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, he was looking for this magical word quality. And as Lauren says, the two players that came in, one temporary with absolutely no uh, option to buy after the, the six months loans up. And Kuhn, who I'm loath to write anybody off this early in their Celtic career, but he doesn't seem to have made any any bit of a difference, you know. And and the biggest concern for me would be that I was putting the summer transfer issues down to the fact that there was a transition in, in terms of the manager leaving, the manager coming in, and you could almost write it off. But this is two transfer windows under Brendan. And then you've got to ask yourself as well, Liam, if the club have got an idea of a, a budget that they would push out for one individual player, and it puts us off some of the names that we were talking about yesterday with uh, Asim Nakamura, for example, or Podence. And I'm sure there's been left-backs and, and other players as well in that bracket, strikers 
why didn't we sign Miofsky, was it the price? And you bring in a manager who doesn't operate like that. So the transfer uh, workings and the manager don't fit. Uh, that, that doesn't function because Brendan Rodgers likes bringing in quality. He was the guy that signed Edward for 9 million quid. He wanted to sign Benkovic for 9 million quid had he not been injured. He was the one that was trying to push the envelope in terms of our transfer. Not the strategy. The strategy is always buy to sell, make a profit. But he was always trying to push the envelope in terms of the quality and the cost. Mm. So why bring in a manager who we know that's what he does if we're not prepared to do it? Yeah, I mean, there is that. But the other thing is, I'm not sure if I entirely buy this whole we could have got players in January, but you want quality argument. Um, There's a difference between the quality needed to compete in Europe and the quality needed to win this league. And with the team that we've got, I would say three or four good players in the sort of a three to five million bracket would have got us over that line and got us the 60 million Champions League money. And then in the summer, you can then say, right, let's build for Europe. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So I do think the manager has to carry a bit of responsibility there because at the end of the day, he's saying, oh, that guy's no good enough for the Champions League, so I don't want him. Um, yeah, but you've got to think about who's going to be good enough to get this title over the line. And players like Miofsky would have been good enough. I I think. Celtic went in for Miofsky. Brendan wanted him. Mm-hmm. But Celtic wouldn't pay the money. I think we opened up a bid just under three million. We're told. Yeah. You're having a laugh. Yeah. I mean, See, that's I mean, the thing. I mean, that being, these days now, we're, we're demanding upwards of 20 million if an English team wants one of our best players. And we need to accept that the trickle-down effect of that is that mm-hmm. Aberdeen are now going to want 5 million instead of 500,000 for their best player. That's, that's the trickle-down economics of it. That's the reality. But the, the thing with that as well, you know, if it was, you know, three and a half or four million pounds and you've got a bloated squad with 30-odd players, most of whom are not contributing, you could have surely used somebody as a make-weight as well. David Turnbull going to, to Cardiff for two million quid. He's a guy that... But we didn't need a make-weight. He was 70 million quid in the bank. It's but not like afford that. They, they are reluctant, Lawrence, clearly, they're reluctant to spend any more than five million pounds on a player these days. You look at the summer. Anywhere near five million for Miosky. You know, just under three million. And exactly. all interested. They've low bowled them. They've absolutely low bowled them. And if that's the guy, and the chat was Lawrence, that Brendan had had him scouted all season. That was the chat. Yeah. He wanted the player. And what happens in the first game after the window closes? <laughs> Miosky scores against Celtic. I mean, you could you you honestly you, you couldn't write it. What I had a few quid on it because I knew it was going to happen. It was going to happen <laughs> exactly. 
I'm going to ask you, Ian, um, Lawrence said earlier on about nerves and atmosphere. If you sign for Celtic, that's a prerequisite. You've got to put up with the atmosphere. You've got to have nerves to steal. So are we signing the players with the right mentality here if they can't handle that? Yeah, it's, it's clear that we're not. You know, I think the age uh, that some of the players that are coming in naturally haven't got the, the mentality um, or the wear without to understand the size of, of Celtic Football Club because the pressures that, that are on you at Celtic are different than they are at Aberdeen or at Hibs or, you know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of pressure that you're under at Man United or, 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 or City, you know, that, that, is, that is the expectations of a club like Celtic. So, too many, too many players have come in. There's been too much of a high, high turnover of staff, um, you know, again, which points to not a very good culture or, 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 or sort of the lack of a plan of sorts. So, yeah, I think I've been screaming out for, and I know, I know a lot of you guys have as well, some, 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 some absolute experience, some experienced pros to come in and blend it with some of the younger players because that, that supports itself twofold. You know, you're bringing up the younger players, you're showing them the, the mentality that's required, you know, and the old guys that have been, been there and done it a bit. Um, the, the older player will not have a sell-on value, but the but the reward you get from that is, 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 what, is what I've just said, you know. So, um, it, it, I said in the group chat the other day, hypothetically, imagine if Neil Warnock was coming in to, as a redder to try and sort of save the season. The first thing I'm sure he would do, and that, that's if it was in, within the transfer window, is he'd go and get experience to get it over the line. And I think if Neil Lennon was coming in to do a similar thing, he'd do this, the same thing. You know, that old that old saying that, uh, that Hansen came out with when he was describing Man United, he was saying you can win nothing with kids. I think that was an anomaly. That was that that was the class of '92. I think generally speaking, he's quite right. If you're predominantly a team of inexperienced younger players, it's just it's offset the balance at Celtic, you know, and we've, we've not got enough. Yeah, people who know about this, the club, the expectations and pride in the jersey. jersey. You're right. Talking about the jersey, uh, Lawrence, you'll remember Ian Conroy's top well, the centenary season. And um, you do often hark back to how things were done back then. It was predominantly, you know, shopping in the Scottish market. We seem reluctant almost to do that now. And Miofsky's the latest one. Is it a case of us not wanting to strengthen another Scottish team by giving them a wedge? Because... Everybody watching this show, I mean, I think initially when we were linked with Miofsky and Shankland, there was a lot of people, a lot of people turned their nose up at them because they were saying, well, we want to improve in, in Europe. That's not going to improve us in Europe. But there is a certain player in Scottish football who can, and not just someone who um, has been identified really well by Aberdeen. You know, Miofsky is a player that Kevin McCluskey was talking about when he's playing his football in Hungary. But also the Scottish talent that leaves these shores, Lawrence, and we don't even look at them either. And they go on and they become really successful elsewhere, you know. And I know that quite a few of them are going to Italy. But is it a is it a situation where we're not shopping in the Scottish market so much these days? And uh, if it is the case, then why? Well, listen, I know one of the ones that went to Italy, Lewis Ferguson, but Celtic scouting team recommended him, you know, on at least three occasions, and. Uh, Celtic didn't take it up. You know, there was a guy that bossed games against Rangers. You're thinking, well, there's a benchmark for you. If he's doing yeah. that for Aberdeen, what can he do if he comes here? So giving Aberdeen five million is not going to make them a challenger to us. No. You know, so goodness knows what the reason is. I think part of it might be 
that were renowned for lowballing low and squeezing every penny out of a deal in our favour. It's like, you know, when uh, who buys any car first come on the market, people are oh, that's really good, you know, they do it quickly. And, yeah, people have kind of come to realise, go, actually, they absolutely rip you off, you know, in terms of the price you get. It's absolutely right down at the bottom. And I think that's what people say when Celtic come to the door. Yeah, I'm going to pay you top dollar for your pair. You know, and, you know, Brendan wanted me off, Celtic could afford them. So the managers identified somebody. The players fits the profile, you know, he's 24. He can do it in, in Scotland. We're desperate for goals. For whatever reason, Kyogo's not been informed, you know, although he's scored some cracking goals. Yeah. But somehow the football operation managed to take the manager's recommendation and, and not deliver a strike that's clearly needed. And it's not through a lack of money. You, 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 no. It, it's absolutely mind-blowing how they've done it, especially you think, well, did you learn nothing for John McGinn? You know, it's just a failure to learn on the football side. And, you know, they're going to put, publish those in, in terms of them. We'll all be happy and slapping each other on the back saying, we're a well-run business. We've got 90-odd million in the bank. How well-run are we? You're like, yeah, you're not top of the league. You know, you lost the League Cup. You might be defending a treble. Put a team in the park that can do that. And listen, the, the people said Brendan should be getting more out of the team. He's got a lot more out of lean scales than we thought he'd get. You know, and sent me Aberdeen because he wasn't good enough. You know, his, his partnership, you know, of, of Welsh and scales, throwing Bernabe and Ralston, is that really the back four that Celtic aspire to? You know, no, no harm to any of the guys, you know. Ralston winning that ball against Hibs, brilliant, puts the effort in. But I think everybody, would you have been surprised if that was a back four that was lining up for St Johnston rather than Celtic? Well, I want to talk about the defence, because a lot of our focus has been on, you know, the wing play, the slow tempo of our, of our attacking play, the form of Kyogo. Um, but I think it's time that we focused a wee bit more on that defence that Lawrence has brought up. Liam, I'm going to come to you. Obviously, the tagline is it time for Navroski to be handed reprieve by Brendan Rodgers. You start looking at the squad, don't you? You start thinking, right, where's your heroes? Where are we going to find this inspiration here? And, you know, those who really study the, the kind of shape that we play, um, the, the passing data, etc., will tell you that there is an issue with skills in Welsh. Now, my biggest issue at the weekend was the fact that, you know, once they got the ball, they, they didn't create anything from defence. And I remember talking to Alan um, Morrison earlier this season, he was talking about the fact that you've got to be a good uh, short passer of the ball, which worried him and, and it worries me as well, because I just think that one of our best one of our best attacking methods has, has always been, in the last couple of years anyway, to cut through those lines and hit the wingers. We're not doing it. And often it would be your centre-half who's doing it. I've seen enough from Nobrovsky. Sometimes it's a long ball, sometimes it's a high ball, but I've seen enough from him to, to at least think that he tries to do that, Liam. Carter Vickers is a massive loss, of course he is, but if Carter Vickers is back in against Motherwell, do you think the uh, the ever-cautious Brendan will just marry him up with Liam Scales? Do you think he's maybe looking at Nobrovsky? He came in for the Aberdeen game, and then he dropped back out. Welsh has been favoured over Navroski. What's your take on it? Is that where we should be looking to make a change, Liam? Yeah, I think it's just bloody-minded stubbornness at this point. Rogers has got, you know, that's my man, that's the guy I'm going to play. And he doesn't seem to be receptive to the fact that some players are not performing and should be switched out, and other players in this squad who can do the job should be given a chance. 
Assuming CCV's fit, I would play him in Navroski. That's to me, that's our best back pairing at the moment. Scales has been good for most of the season, but I just think that Navroski moves the ball about a bit better from what I've seen. And I think he can also do that long range passing that we t- we talked about. Carter Vickers is the best at it at the club, I think, but I think Navroski has the potential to do it as well. Um, I don't see so much of that with Scales. He spends a wee bit too much time on the ball for me. And especially when we are playing, pretty much any time we're playing a team other than Rangers in the league, it's constant rush down. We're gonna hit, there's going to be people, people on top of you all the time. And I think that Navroski and Carter Vickers are much better at the just get it up the park. I think Scales tries to play football too much and he's not a, a ball-playing centre-half. He just isn't. Um, so I really think we need to try switching that up a wee bit. I would, I mean, I've been saying it for a while, I would go to a back three. I think play play scales on the left side of a back three. That would, to me, allow a player who has done well enough this season to warrant a, a staying in the team. Mm-hmm. You can get away, you can re- rejig it so you're not dropping scales there, but you can also play who I think are our two best central defenders as well. <laughs> it's a win-win. And then you've got, you know, Ralston and or Johnson on one side. You've got the option of playing Bernabe in a more more advanced left midfield role, which I think would be better suited to his skill set. Or you could even try playing Maeda there. Um, I mean, he's definitely got the engine for it. Uh, It's, uh, you know, it's not the, it's not the, um, the perfect solution, but I do think that we should try switching up a wee bit because it's not working at the moment. That much is obvious. It's not working. And Ian, I'll come back to yourself, obviously, having followed Brendan's managerial career. It, it can be the stubborn manager, Ian, can't he? One that doesn't really like to make a change or take a risk. But, I mean, you can't be a one-trick pony in this game. And I think that there comes a point where a gaffer often is sussed out. And some of these teams in the, the Scottish Premiership have sussed them out. I mean, we, we've only beaten Kilmarnock once in four attempts this season. Derek McInnes has sussed out Brendan Rodgers. I mean, we gave him some half-take when he was a manager of Aberdeen and Brendan was a manager of Celtic, but he sussed him out, Ian. And it's as if we're too easy to play against. So do you think he will look at something different? Do you think he'll change the shape? I'd like to think he would. Um, and I th- When you were saying before about Scales, I think Scales is not a bad pass of the ball. Liam, but you're right. He does. He does labour on it. You know, and he's not. He's not. He's. You know. I, I think perhaps that could be maybe coached. You know, to to to, to, to our advantage. You know, where he gets the ball forward quicker. Um, we we've all been screaming out. Well, I have, and a few have sort of echoed three five two. You know, why not try it? And I think that Liam, you're right there. You're three at the back. Get those. You know, maybe that might solve the problem with with Taylor being sort of targeted because he has been targeted more, but. Certain certain players were being targeted, and we're getting swarmed, and we're, we're that high press, and it's just we're not being able to handle it. Playing that ball right across the goal goal line, you know, it, it's Joe Hart. You know, is not is not the guy for that job, and, I, and not, not nobody wanted. I don't think you know. I think it's just been been imposed upon him. But especially at home, a, a team like us, we should be playing the, the game in the opposition's half by and large, and we're playing it in our own half. We're too slow and ponderous to get the ball forward. We're, we we can all see it. So I think in answer to your question, will he change the shape? No, I, th- I don't think he will. Should he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a concern, Ian, because we, we know him pretty well now. He's in his second term at Celtic. Lawrence, 
the name Greg Taylor has uh, come up in conversation today. I thought he was excellent for the 60 minutes that he played. You set up with Amy Canavan, the Greg Taylor Celtic Supporters Club, or was it a fan club? And uh, you have stood up for him. Even when he was under a bit of criticism this season, I thought he was very good. One of the, the high points of the match at the weekend, yet he was taken off. And when he was taken off, I felt there was a real drop in quality, not just in Bernabe, but in the fact that we more or less lost a man in the midfield. Did the thing slow down there? Um, he was given a lot of out balls, he was given a lot of options, and that all disappeared when Bernabe came in. The guy, Bernabe, is just very, for me, erratic as a footballer. Um, I don't think he's got much positional strength, uh, sense rather. He's got no much, he doesn't have much physical strength. And I mean, I'm going to say he's partly to blame for the goal. He's got to win that header, but we've got to win the first header. The first header that, that scales and we also have got to be commanding in. Um, we gave Kilmarnock possession right back on the other wing, comes over and you know what was going to happen. So Greg Taylor, for me, was a, was one of the plus points, uh, Lawrence. Has he been utilised properly? Has it been too late to move him back into this inverted role? But let's be honest, it suited him brilliantly under Ange. Listen, uh, I think he got 60 minutes because he's coming back from injury. You know, we're not, we're not want to see him injured again. He was a, a best defender in, in the park, probably the only one I would say is Celtic standard. Uh, the defenders that were, were on it the weekend. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Greg gets targeted. They're going to target him with high balls. He's not a tall player. They're going to try and get some joy down there, but I think Greg's been a great signing for us. It's just... A shame we haven't had that quality throughout the defence. Now, whether that's through injury or, you know, who knows what Rocky's like. I know he's been start, stop and injured. They came in against Aberdeen. He's back out again. Liam Scales, most improved player at the club, absolutely. Should he be playing? Do you think you've only won the, the, the league with him as the centre-half of the season? He gets thrown into the ball. He steps out of defence, he abandons his, his position at times. You, you, you know, Rocky was marooned with him up at Aberdeen. And, and Scales has taken you know, the, the ball further up the pitch, killing the space in the opposition half, pushing into it, and you're going, Liam, that's not your job. You, you, you need to stay, keep your distances with your other centre-half. You're playing as part of a, a back four here. You don't need to go, go and try and push it. It takes too many touches, as does Welsh. I think there was one, one time of the weekend, Welsh had seven touches before mm. he released the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, by the time you're on your second touch, that ball should be away. You know, you, you know, you need to get it to the wingers or the midfield. You need to get it to the guys that can create before the opposition's set. At least play it, play it forward, Lawrence. There's far too many occasions he's playing it backwards. It is. You need to move it quickly. You can't get the opposition be, being set. And 
I think some of that comes down to the guy's ability in, in, in skills in Welsh. It, it just where they are in terms of quality, unfortunately. They don't have that. You've touched on it, you know, Carter Vickers can do it if he can come back in. Rock has looked as if he can do it. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the wings, mate, couldn't, if that's the winger, to save a season. You know, and, uh, you're not convinced, Lawrence. I'm getting him the vibes. You're not convinced with you. Far from it, mate. And, and, and Palmer, is he one of the guys Callum's talking about? Doesn't get it. You know, potentially but, he's but, a guy that was, that was hooked at half time. So that that's potentially who he was referring to. Yeah, it's. I said there's still games to go. We could still win the league. Will we change it? I thought he changed his his position. You know, he's got Kuo going either on from the start. Mm. It, it does lead to us giving up a bit in the midfield. If we're playing both of those, I think now you know either's done well. Kuo goes back amongst the, amongst the goals. It's maybe time to push him up and because I think they gave up too much in midfield. Now, whether Bernard Bernardo's the answer, I don't know. You know, he's, for me, he's the Portuguese David Turnbull. We sold somebody that was one place and didn't put in an offer shift because of that. Identified it wasn't a quality. Look at somebody from Benfica that's doing the same. You know, Hatati's not back to beginning of April. Brendan needs to get, to get an answer how to get that midfield to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, the, the defence, you know, bringing Rocky, he's not going to do any worse, is he? Yeah. Lawrence, you're talking there about giving up space in the midfield. Um, is it worth doing that if it means that Kyogo gets a new lease of life? Because I think we started doing it, obviously, in the St Mirren game. Taylor wasn't back. We did it at the weekend against Kilmarnock. Taylor works a lot better and he gives you an extra body in the midfield. Can it still work now Taylor's back? Yeah, look, 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 listen, Taylor definitely you know, stepping in. It, it, it helps. Whether uh, Kyogo's got enough physicality about him, in, you know, in midfield, I don't think so. You know, it's something we can use it using games, but I'd rather see him up front. You know, Hyder's uh, done okay. But he doesn't look like a guy that's ever going to hit twenty goals a season. Never mind thirty. You, you, you know what I mean? He's done okay. He's laid the line well. Kyogo's got more involved. Hope, hopefully, it's picked his confidence up. I think. You need to get, get him back up front. He's the best goal scorer at the club. The problem isn't Kyogo and his ability to score goals. It, it's the amount of chances we're creating for him. Yeah. You know, but we're, we're too slow, you know, moving the ball up the park to him. That's it. You know, he can't, you know, you know, it's like to stand two or three yards offside. He's not getting that chance now. You know, no. he's not getting to play on the shoulder of the last defender. Everyone's getting set. Yeah. I think Brendan will, he'll stick with. Four three three. Yeah, I can't see him changing it back five. I don't think we've got centre halves for it. I definitely don't think we've got guys to play wing back. Don't know how long Johnson will be out now, now with that head injury. Yeah, yeah, Bernabe, mate. <laughs> you know, wing back. He's not. He's not got it for me. He's he's Bernard not Park. got it for me, Lawrence. I don't think there's a few things uh, that are defensive basics uh, where Kilmarnock's goal um, that he just didn't get right at all. They were completely wrong. And no matter how well you're playing as a goalie, centre-half, right-back, he's your weak link. And there's no way. For me, I wouldn't play him. I just wouldn't play him again. I know some people might think that's harsh. A couple of uh, names that you mentioned there I want to discuss further. One of them is Palmer. Um, the enigmatic Lewis Palmer, Liam. And I also want to talk to you, Liam, about Kyogo. He's been obviously brought back into the side, two up top, scored two and two, and also a water. Um, I suggested I had the audacity last week to suggest that he should be our central 
uh, defensive mid. Uh, I was scoffed at. Uh, it looks as though we are struggling for for one in there at the moment. Can he play a part? And also Kobayashi, Liam. There is talk that he's he has knocked back a transfer, Kobayashi, the forgotten man. So what's the update? Is there any chat over in Japan? Is there anything hitting the press over there about this this move? Um only that it's not happening at the at the players' behest, as you've uh, as you mentioned. Um yeah, I mean the the word is that Kobayashi wants to stay and fight for his place, but um he seems to be so far out the picture right now that I don't think that's I don't know if that's a good idea. I hope that maybe he's holding out for a loan move somewhere in Europe because that would be the best chance he has to continue as a Celtic player, is to go somewhere else in Europe and show what he can do. Um, if he goes to America or back to the J-League, it's, it's game over for him as far as European football is concerned. Um, you said that so, the other week, didn't you? You actually mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so he's not... He's not for me, it looks as though he's not uh, prepared to throw in the towel in terms of his uh, European career. It's not so much Celtic as such, but his European career, Liam. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, he's another guy. He's probably even, no, probably, he's below Lagerbelk in the pecking order. He's not going to play for Celtic yet. He's still on the books. What about Awata? I threw that one out last week. You weren't here last mm-hmm. week. What was your thoughts on that, Liam? Because I, I agree well, Lawrence, I think we've seen some good in Bernardo, uh, particularly in that four-game spell around about the Glasgow derby where he was brilliant. I think he got man of the match, scored a goal. Um, but in the last few weeks, we've kind of lost a wee bit of that control in the midfield. And I was thinking Awata, he's got the strength, isn't he? Um, he can break down attacks, good passer of the ball, um, and he's got a shot on him as well. Uh, obviously, looking back at his time in Japan, most valuable player in the, the J-League. Uh, none of our other Japanese contingent have managed to do that previously. Um, is he a busted flush? Can he play a part, Liam? What's your thoughts? You know, when Iwata came in, I initially thought that he would be the uh, the sort of a successor to Aaron Moy. I, th- I thought he was that type of player. Um, good tackler, good strong midfield presence, but also very creative as well. Can play a good pass, uh, pick out a player, but um, he's not had enough time in the team for us to really make a judgment one way or the other. I mean, this is the thing which annoys me about... I mean, I keep getting into the manager. Maybe I'm being unfair, but the, the, the thing that annoys me most about Brendan Rodgers at the moment is he'll say one thing about a player and then just completely defy it. You know, he talked about how he thought Iwata was, was an excellent player and, he, you know, he'll he have a part to play and he's he's not kicked the ball. Um, he knocks back... Lagerbielka's chance to go out on loan because he says he's an important part of the squad. He doesn't even make the bench. No. You know, it just it's saying one thing and doing the other. And this is at the root of the problem because obviously the players see that. And you can't tell me that those players don't have a certain degree of unhappiness at the way things are just now. I mean, you look at Maeda, for example, when he scored the other week. Have you ever seen him look as angry and as, uh, and, and as upset as he did there? I don't know what's wrong with him, but he clearly mm-hmm. wasn't happy. And, you know, I hate to be stereotypical, but if even the Japanese players are getting irate, I think you know something's not right in the background. Um, and that is something that is being remarked upon over here, is that Kyogo is not playing to the way he should. Iwata's not getting a look in. 
Kobayashi might as well be back in Osaka for all the all the time he's getting in the first team. Um, and Maeda doesn't look happy. Mm. Um, something something's seriously no right, and it really is just a case of uh, the manager has to carry the can on that because it doesn't matter what players you've got. He's clearly not getting the best tune out of them right now. Well, you're talking about tunes. Let's talk about harmony, Ian. It was actually uh, it was pressed upon last week when Brendan Rodgers was talking about the narrative, and there's this narrative that all is not well behind the scenes. Liam's picked up on one aspect of that being Maeda. Is he unhappy? You've got Callum McGregor talking about people who don't get it. You've got Palmer getting hooked at half time. You've got a guy in Lagerbelt. He can't be happy. He's been told, he's he's got one foot out the door on his way to Lecce. He's been told to come back and he's not being played. There's going to be a few other guys like that. Forrest has disappeared from the scene. He was another one who we were trying to uh, remove from the, the roster during the January transfer window. There's unhappy people definitely along, uh, Ian, within the Celtic squad. I mean, you don't have to be a body language expert to understand and get that. And the fact that Brendan spoke about it, is there a bit of conflict here in what we're being told and what we're actually seeing with their own eyes? It seems to be. Um, I wonder if, and I, I would, I, I think uh, Matt O'Reilly was, was, was saying at the start of the season that he was happy that the, the way Brendan came in and his, his kind of paternal manner almost, or, or friendly manner with the players um, as opposed to Angie's, which is distant standoffish. Now, I wonder. Brendan acting the way he's acting with it, you know, it's been a, a, a cold, cold shoulder to a lot of players. Mm. Is that too old school for the new school? You know, these players are all quite young. Is it? Is it kind of that snowflake culture almost, where people are really, really put out and upset, and it, and it, it knocks it knocks people off the balance, you know, because he's being he's being so stoic and and cold. Um, when you know, back in the, in the bygone days, that would have hopefully got a reaction at certain players. But it's a different, it's a different time, it's a different era, um, and is that is that is that suggesting that maybe Brendan is 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 fallen, he's, he's part of the old school, and he's mm. he's not got he's not got the credentials now or the or the, you know the the, the kid gloves to to handle modern players. Out of touch, could be, could be, and I mean I'm I'm keen to bring in the comments from uh, the twelve hundred strong watching us on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks everybody for getting involved. I know it's not always uh, positive at the moment, but uh, we do have one hour to catch up as the Axon community. And obviously, uh, we were talking last week, Ian, about how great it is just to have a, a natter with your mates for an hour on the subject of Celtic. And we're tuning in. We're international and continental from Japan, New Zealand, and also Scotland. Lawrence, we'll fly the flag. Um, here we go, Kevin Mullen, afternoon Axon. We all knew this was going to come back and bite us this season, not being playing well all season. Absolutely embarrassing. We'll lose this league to that mob. A lot of people are talking about uh, losing the league. I am not conceding it. I mean, I've been in this game long enough, having watched Celtic since 1987, and uh, before that, being aware of, obviously, Love Street and uh, being told all about 10 men winning the league and all that. I know what can happen in the world of Celtic. The fairy tale season of the centenary and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not getting, Lawrence, enough signs that we've got a season like that in us. I mean, if, if Brendan Rodgers is this manager, and I'm not going to use the elite word when describing him, if he's this quality manager, then it is down to him, even if he has given somebody the cold shoulder uh, and he thinks he can utilise him between now and the end of the campaign, 
He needs to work wonders now, and it's all on him now. I know. Listen, there's mitigating circumstances, Lawrence. You've been hearing about some of the issues. You know, the scouting team obviously um, are recommending this player, that player. Brendan wanted Miofsky, he doesn't get him. And it's within a price range that is gettable. And there's issues with players being presented to him who are not good enough. You're, you're going to add at the moment, Kuhn to that list, whether or not he proves you wrong, Lawrence, we'll, we'll soon see. But surely he's got enough in him to be able to turn it round. Because that's why we brought him in. He's the most expensive gaffer in the club's history. Surely he's got enough in him. What do you think? But it should it should have enough as a, a manager in the SPL to put a winning team in the park. As, as beset the injuries we are, the squad we have that are fit are still better than Marlott's squad. So, yeah, you, you know, it's down to Brendan. And between now and the end of the season, it's completely down to Brendan what he achieves. Yeah, the boards haven't backed him. You know, it, without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he said, haven't Callum probably said as much as they can in the press without saying, this boat's having a laugh. You, you, you know, we've got that money in the bag and they won't put quote on the players. They can't come out and say that publicly. They say, like, the boat's having a laugh, but more or less said it, haven't they? But Brendan is what he is. He, he's not got his quality replacements. He needs to look and identify who are the men in that dressing room, who will stand up. And listen, it's part of the reason, even before Johnson's injury, I said to bring Tony Ralston back. He's a boy who, can, you know, will stand up and be counted. Look at that, that ball he won against Hibs. The problem is there's not too many, and I'm showing that in the dressing room just now. They'll stand up and be counted. They'll go the extra mile for him. You'd see Callum, Greg Taylor. Who else is fit that's going to do it? Joe Hart. You're looking through that team and going, where's the fight coming from? Who, I, I would put who, Joe Hart in that category. I would have Joe Hart in there. You know, yeah. leadership qualities, experience. He's been a success since he walked in the door at Celtic. I think he qualifies in that category, Lawrence. Yeah, but who's got the ball for the battle? That's what Brendan needs to, to look at. And listen, a lot I would have him in the team every week. I've said on here on a number of occasions, I think he's quite possibly the best midfielder at Celtic Park. The speed that he moves the ball is something that we, that, that we are lacking. You know, it free up Callum to go further forward. Why why am I not doing that? I know a lot of injuries, but he's fit now. Get him in the team. You know, that that's a midfielder that's not what midfielder that's not really worked all season. You know, there was four games where Bernardo looked okay. You know, not not a six million transfer fee that's on his head, but it looked okay. But as I said, I don't think it looked any better than David Turnbull's looked. So I, I think get a while to in. Brendan needs to, to look at players and think, who can I count on here? 
Yeah, some of them are, are alienated. I don't think there's a, any way back for Laga Bielka, but surely for Rocky. No, I, I just can't see how he's not better than Welsh hand skills. It, it, it's just mystifying. But, you know, you, you you watch both of those players and, you know, Welsh, both Celtic fans, Welsh come through the club, you know, you just wish they were a better quality because I don't think we were, we'd be where we are now. But... Brendan needs to, it is down to Brendan to sort it out. Can we do it? I think absolutely. He's very precious about his, his record against, you know, both our, our Glasgow rivals. So, yeah, you know, the worrying thing would be if we win all four and don't win the league. We win all four derby games and don't win the league. I'm, it's about I'm, grinding out results. I think I'm happy, you know, we've got the away game coming up. It's maybe going to take some of the pressure off and the backing from the fans seems to be better at away games than at home games. Yeah, which is a probably terrible thing to say. You know that the players are struggling to perform at Celtic Park. That worries me, Lawrence. That that's twice you brought it up, and that worries me because if you're bringing players in that can't hack it to play a game of football at Celtic Park, I'm getting to the point. Of, if that's an issue, then I would be looking at all the players, like you say, that they've got the leadership qualities that you know that they're going to step up. I think the players that can play fast football in terms of their passing rather than the laboured aspect of some of the guys we've been mentioned earlier on. Uh, and it, even if it means that none of the new players this season are in that team, let's start playing football again at a, at a tempo and at a pace that suits Kyogo, who is the guy up top who's going to get you the goals. This sounds simplistic and basic, and, and it should be. But Liam, when you've got a manager who's got his own ideas, he's not wanting to just say, all right, let's play the way Hans played because it works. He wants to prove himself as being a manager that can make it work his way, doesn't he? And that's the problem. Yep. Celtic are bigger than any one man. But the problem is, in Brendan Rodgers' mind, I don't think anyone's bigger than him. And, you know, an accomplished manager, no doubt about that, but also an extremely egotistical manager. And unfortunately, times like now... We don't really have space for egos. We need to get this job done. And if that means swallowing his pride and plugging back to playing Ange ball, then so be it. Just get it done. Um, it's not been working for most of the season. You know, I, I, I kind of joked after we won the New Year derby that, you know, this is going to paper over a lot of cracks. But ultimately, that is what's happened. And we get to February now and it's all blown up in our faces. Mm. Because had we not won that, that derby... All of what's happening now would have happened two months ago, and we might have been able to do something about it then. As it is now, we can't bring any bring in any more players, barring you know some free transfers or whatever, which is looking unlikely. Um, manager's not going to change. You know, it's, I see a couple of people asking in the comments, "What happens if we don't win at the weekend?" Nothing. Nothing happens because this board have shown it before. They persisted with Neil Lennon for about three months longer than they should have during the COVID season mm -hmm. because they don't have a plan B. Um, you know, if uh, if this was another team, I think the manager's job would already be on a shaky nail, if not had been removed already. Yeah, no, you're and right. That's and the problem. That is. And I always say when, when someone says it, because I've seen a lot of it on social media and in the comment section, when someone suggests sacking the gaffer, my answer is, who will the board present us with? That is a bigger worry to me than sacking the manager. What are we going to see in place of Brendan? Because I think they would probably run with a backroom team that we've already got. Sacking the manager, it's just a diversion. The, the yeah. problems don't stem from the manager. No. You know, 
Listen, so when Brendan signed, we're all going, who's this, who's this Brendan team Scott Sinclair going to be? There's no way Brendan's coming up without signing some quality. Why would he come back? And, you know, from Brendan's comments in the media, it looks like he's been absolutely shafted by those that handle the transfers. They've not delivered the quality for him. And it, it's glaring to see on the park. We've lost about half of Angie's team, a, a team that had started to go, go downhill you know, before Angie left, maybe around about February, March time. And even look at Angie's last transfer window. We got O instead of a first, a first choice uh, target. Is did that have a playing on Angie deciding? You know what? Something's changed here. You know, Pete's back. Transfers are what they used to be. Remember, you know they used to open up and we had the signings done. It was Angie's first choice they were in. It seemed to change. Did that have an effect on Angie moving on? It's. I- I think Ange, no matter what the situation would have been at Celtic if it was harmonious, uh, the minute a team came in like Spurs, Ange Wazowski. That I get that that vibe on, but it wouldn't have helped. And and you know when and I've, I went into detail about this over the last couple of bulletins about the transfers changing, and people say yeah, uh, heady recruitment, Mark Lowell, absolutely, that's massive. But also what what actually uh, feeds into that as well is the way Ange was doing it. And the way that we were identifying players was completely different before Matt Lowell came in. And when, when he's came in, I think the only player that gets a game regularly now is, is Alistair Johnston from the last four transfer windows. And I'm not giving Matt Lowell Aaron Moy because that's clearly Angie's player. He's identified Aaron Moy. So one success rate of four windows, Lawrence. How do you keep your job in any industry if that's your success rate, if that's your hit rate? I don't know what to task with, but... If I was on the board, I'd be going, wait a minute, we've got 70-odd million in the bank. Maybe we should be investing some of this in the football team. You know, <laughs> is it all down to Mark Lowell? It's certainly not been a success. Is he hampered from above? You know, that there's rumours out there on social media he's been told that uh, oh, you can only sign players less than 24, will take you know less than 15 grand a week. And, and he's, Do those players still exist? Honestly, I think we're like a blockbusters video now, you know. That business model worked ten years ago, and we're, go, we're going to stick with it until it until it goes bang, and that's it. That goes but back to the diversity. Just a, a huge change from up above. Exactly. Yeah, the diversity of thought doesn't happen at Celtic. We just stick to that tried and tested method. But as you say, everybody catches up with you and overtakes you, um, and you're still trying to, you know, turn a one point five million pound player into a twenty five million pound player. Doesn't happen all that often. Pete McGee. Simple solution, get our strongest back four on the pitch, and that doesn't include Scales or Welsh. Nothing against Scales or Welsh. I think the story of Scales this season has been incredible. Um, I like to see the, the the likes of Stephen Welsh coming through, but for me, these guys are always kind of second-tier players at Celtic. They should be a backup, and I don't think they should be first choice, and I've said that all season. Uh, as I say, though, not to have a dig at the individuals. Lovett says Rogers has to leave his ego at home and start playing a faster style of attacking football, Liam. That's what we're Spot talking on. about. Don't think, he, don't think he'll do it. Patrick Doherty, thank you for supporting a Celtic state of mind. It's always a pleasure um, to see the, the girls and boys coming in on a daily basis with their comments. And Danielle, in you come. Uh, you don't hold back, which is great. We are not winning this league, says Danielle. We might beat them twice, but we will drop more points against the Dross in the league. And I just don't go into any other fixture, Liam, thinking that Rangers are going to drop points. This is the thing. They're going to get the win, you know? The irony is Rangers seem to be the only team that haven't sussed us out. 
that's yeah. that is the funny thing. We we seem to play well when we play them, but everybody, every other team in the league seems to know exactly how to hit us, and that is bizarre. We could very, as as Lauren said, we could very well end up in a scenario where we win all four games against them and don't win the league. Although, I'll say now, if we avoid if we avoid defeat in the last two games against them, if we win one and draw the other, or win the two of them, we'll win the league. I think. I, I think so. Ian, I'm going to ask you then, right? People from the outside looking in will think that we are overreacting, we are entitled, we're spoiled, we're bedwetters, all the terms that we've been hearing. But we know that it's deeper than a draw against Kilmarnock, right? And what I'm going to ask you is, how does Brennan Rogers react to adversity? Right? Because there's been rumblings, mutiny in the camp, too many guys that come in don't know the, the actual demands and standards of this football club can't handle playing at Celtic Park. I mean, if that's the case, I find that astonishing. You shouldn't be at the football club if you can't handle that step up to playing in front of 60,000 at Celtic Park. I mean, Hatati had to make that step up. Matt O'Reilly had to make that step up. And they've done it flawlessly. So if these guys aren't up to the task, that worries me because part of recruitment is making sure they've got the metal, surely, to, to make that step up. Ian, how does Brendan Rodgers work in adversity? Is he going to be coming out fighting? Or is he going to be this guy after the games like we've seen against say, uh, Kilmarnock at the weekend where he's almost like nonplussed or almost defeated? I think you can kind of graph it. You know, it's, it's, all, it's, it's been more like death by a thousand cuts rather than peaks and troughs of high drama and you know big highs and, 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 and low lows. So maybe that's playing its part as well. You know, it's it's it's... It's not really starting to get going, you know. We've, we've spluttered all season. Um, and I know it was at pains the other day to say that you know it was like eight, eight, eight wins or nine wins out of ten, but it was it was it was turgid football by and large. And we played one, uh, we played a decent first half against Rangers. Second half we weren't not at the races, you know, and that was with uh, ten men. We got even worse. So there's a few there's a few instances where it's like sliding doors moment. You know, the, if if actually we'd be we, we'd had us we'd we'd had a, a defeat or a, a draw earlier in the season, would be in a much obviously it's an obvious statement to make, but would be would 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 have realised we're in a situation we're in now earlier. We just I think we got away with a few. And Brendan's language the other day when he said, you know, we nearly got away with it at the weekend. I think he said that. You know, and it's like that's not a that's at not fine against Kilmarnock. We, we nearly got away with it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I, I, it's it's coming from me as well, talking in riddles, you know. But he's he's he's, he's talking in riddles, you know. He's talking, and, he, and it's like it's there's no, the team hasn't got a clear identity, and that's evident with with with, with, with his post match comments and the things he's saying in the pressers each week. It's up and down, um, and it's has he got has he got? I mean, when, when Joe Hag was sent off earlier in the season, you know, when he called he called Calmack across. That that was a great way of example of his game management when we're in adversity. Yeah. So he's got that in his locker, but it just seems like he's lost his mojo, um, or he's chucked his mojo at the pram. Probably the latter, I think, and that annoys me because you know if you're sitting in a situation where you're um, you've been presented with all these players that you don't think's up to scratch, get on with it. Don't. Tell us about it every single time in a press conference. Keep that behind the scenes and get on with your job and make do with what you've got because you still have the biggest and most expensive squad 
in the country. I'm going to give you my start and 11 for Motherwell. Let me let me know what you think in the comment section. I don't think Brendan Rodgers would change. I like Liam's idea. I think we should. I don't think he will. And it'll be Joe Hart where unless Johnson's back, and I don't think he will be, uh, Tony Ralston at right back, Greg Taylor at left back. Carter Vickers is meant to be back for the Motherwell game. Let's hope that he is. And if he is, I would pair him up with Mike Navroski. I'm going to go for my midfield three of Awata, McGregor and O'Reilly. Up top, Kyogo, left wing, Maeda, and I haven't got a clue who I'm playing on the right. That's my biggest concern. Who do I play on the right wing? Um, I'm going to ask the rest of the team to see if I can make a decision. I'm undecided at the moment. We've got six wingers. I can't pick one to play right wing. Lawrence, what's your starting 11? Uh, Ralston and Taylor, CCV, uh, Brocky as well. Midfield, just the same. Uh, it's, it's, it's up front. Who, who do we play? Can you go back up front and maybe try either coming in from the left and put Maeda out right? Because as you say, who do we have that we can be, be counted on on the right-hand side? I'm, I'm actually, now that you've mentioned this, I'm playing uh, either through the middle, Kyogo on the left, Maeda on the right. I'm going to go for that. That might be popular with Liam Carrigan, um, our man in Japan. Liam, how do you line up? I'd go the other way. I'd have Maeda left and Kyogo on the right. Other than that, I agree with you. Um, Brilliant. I just Is think Maeda's absolutely wasted on the right. It just He's not showing anything like what he can do. He, he needs to be put back out to the left. You know, he was moved over to accommodate Palma, but I don't, at the moment, if there's a choice between accommodating Maeda or accommodating Palma, I would accommodate Maeda because I think Maeda is more useful. Palma is maybe the more naturally gifted footballer of the two, but Maeda gives you more mm-hmm. and he will be more effective for the type of football we're probably going to have to play at the weekend. Yep, and we're going to need players that can give us more. Um, Ian Conroy, how do you line up against Motherwell? Yeah, I tend to agree with, with, with Liam's comment there. I, and and I like the idea of having Nawata back in the team. I think he's um he's got a lot more to offer. And it's like, I th- I think he probably would have done as well had he not had the injuries. I think he was he was starting to come to the fore a little bit and then he got he got that unfortunate injury. So uh, yeah, I tend to agree with with you guys. Liam, actually. Yeah, Liam Liam has spoken, a man <laughs> in Japan. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. It's actually, uh, even though we're not in the best place right now, it's always great to catch up uh, with you guys and also with everybody in the comments section. Keep the comments coming in if you're watching us after the event as well, talking the events. We've got a few coming up. Axel will be in conversation with Paddy McCourt. Don't sell McCourt. Remember him? Tricky, cult icon, the Derry Pelly. Uh, we've got a few gigs coming up. All the ticket details are underneath his videos, as are the tickets for Mark Neil, but they are going very, very quickly. No VIP left. Um, so if you want to come along to an event in uh, March or April, let us know. Tickets underneath the video. Got to thank every single one of you for your support in the comment section. Um, let's keep the chins up. Give us a big thumbs up on the video. And all that's left for me to say, Liam Carrigan, Ian Conroy and Lawrence Conley, thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.